This is Original Six. We are just past the halfway mark of the Toronto Maple Leafs season. And in 42 games played, it's safe to say the Leafs don't always play good hockey, but they at least always play exciting hockey. Ryan Savine, Paul Ananitis, and Zach Mullen with your second annual MSLE. Boys, what is going on? Chilling. Fired up. Those are polar opposites. Can you chill and be fired up at the same time buddy like yeah i'm i'm just like in a in a chill mood but i'm always fired up that's still okay I like contradicting myself with my feelings okay okay i won't i won't tell you to live your life it's it's <laughs> the same way paul simultaneously loves and hates justin hall no no there's just hate no no i know there's lots of love behind that i love all the boys but yes yeah, so if i had to pick one i hate the most it's hall your, your emotions towards Justin Hall is like an onion. You know, on the surface, it's hate. But the more you peel away, there's love underneath. No, the more I peel away, the more he makes me cry. <laughs> I'm so go. proud of you. That was great. That was like Paul's first, first uh, dad joke. It's also wow. true. Wow. Look, at, look, they grow up so fast, eh, Ryan? Now More you like, need to grow. Now you need to grow up faster and say potty. I think that's the opposite of growing up. Yeah, that's fair enough. I won't say that word. I'm a I'm a proud dad joke and papa. <laughs> if I uh, I do say so myself. Welcome back, everyone. If you are joining us once again, thank you very much for your support. If you are new to the podcast or potty, as Paul and I like to call it, because we are very mature adult Love men. Love to call it. Um. Thank you for joining us. Make sure to follow, subscribe on whatever podcast streaming platform you are using. This is a special episode, our second annual MSLEs, also known as Mid-Season Leafs Evaluations. I don't know what you were thinking. Uh, Before we get into the evaluations, we have some good stuff uh, planned for you today. Uh, Some shout outs are in order. Uh, We have a correct record prediction, Paul. So why don't you uh, do the honors? Yeah, so... uh... Stephen Gamis got the correct rep- record prediction of 3-0-0. Uh, so we always love seeing people get the correct predictions and just keep predicting. And hopefully you can uh, be as good as uh, Ryan and I. That's going to be hard to do. Predictions. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even try and claim that I'm good at this. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Paul, you and I both also got the 3-0-0 record prediction. Two weeks running yes. for the two of us. Uh, and I saw we have different predictions this. Oh, maybe not. Dude. We only have one game and we do have different yeah. predictions. So uh, we all we'll see. Uh, I have the same prediction as Zach. Okay. That we'll is see surprising. What uh, on the topic, Paul, you got yeah. a uh, first goal prediction, right? In the first game of the home and away with the New Jersey Devils. Yep. Matthews and Zaka. Well big done. Brain, big brain. Yeah. Have, we, have each of us gotten one now this season? I think so. I think so. I've that gotten one. Time. I think I remember Zach getting one. Yeah. Zach's gotten a couple, I think. I think two. All right. Tentatively, Zach's in the lead. That's Maybe a couple. We'll tally. Um, yeah, so time for the MSLEs. But as we always uh, do, we will jump into week in review. Three games this past week. Pretty exciting games, if I might add. But just before we get there, if you don't follow us on Instagram, you might not yet know 
but at the time of this recording, tomorrow, uh, the release of this episode will be on Friday, but uh, Jesse Fuchs of Sportsnet will be joining us for a very special episode. So make sure to check that one out. That'll be released uh, Friday, February 4th. Wow, a lot of Fs at 3 p.m. Uh, week mm-hmm. in review. Paul, why don't you get us started off? Yeah, so I'll uh, get us started off with the first entertaining game of the three. And uh, I like to say this was a very typical Leaf game. We play against Detroit, who's not the greatest opponent. And uh, we start off flat-footed. We go down 3-1. And then the Leafs are like, you know what? Let's actually start trying now. And they start coming back. I believe we had a five-goal third period to make it a 7-4 win. Michael Bunting with a hat trick, which is amazing to see, very surprising to see. Um, And yeah, it was just an entertaining game and the boys got the dub, but uh, didn't play a full game. But this time we actually got the win and we actually came back instead of losing the lead. So nice change of pace. Yeah, you know, you don't like to see them go down like that early in the game. It's very scary. And so mm-hmm. what did they do the next game against New Jersey? They did the literally the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a 6-4 come from behind win for the Leafs over the New Jersey Devils. Uh, they had a four-goal third period. Austin Matthews with the hat trick this time. It was almost kind of like these, these games were mirrored. But yeah, it was not a great start. Uh, 47 seconds into the first, Zaka scored. Uh, Bulkvist got one for them. Matthews got one back, and it went back and forth. Former Leaf Andreas Johnson scored because, of course, he did. Hey, it's Johnson. It's Johnson oh, now. Sorry, yeah, sorry. according to yeah, according to the uh, commentators, it's Johnson. Johnson, hard J. Doesn't sound right. No. No, it it was like I went back and watched what you guys were talking about. I'm like, Ugh. you know, it's it was funny. It's to, I, I will let you continue your. Your game breakdown. Uh, I watched the highlights on um, of the game on the NHL's YouTube channel, and uh, on those highlights, they had the New Jersey broadcasters play by play, like going over the highlights, and they still called him Janssen. Wow, interesting. They're as consistent as the Leafs, <laughs> aka not consistent, except for <laughs> Mitch Marner who actually scored in this game, and it was to, uh, six straight games with a goal for Marner, and I actually was very surprised at that stat. I was not. Ex- I know he had scored a lot recently. I didn't expect six straight games as of this game against the Devils. But anyway, yeah, Leafs came back. Spezza, Marner, Mikheyev, Matthews for his third uh, to win it. Mikheyev and Kerfoot had a really nice uh, shorty. That was probably my favorite goal of the game, was just the shorthanded two-on-one rush. And Severson for New Jersey was kind of the only man back. And then he decided, hey, I'm going to just assume Mikheyev is here. And he was like 15 feet away from where Mikheyev was. You know that, you know that TikTok audio? Like, where are you going? You're lost. You're lost. You're dog water. You're lost. <laughs> Damon That's Severson. It. Yeah, he was he was not great in this game. So anyway, a, a dub is a dub. Uh, wasn't great that Campbell got chased in the first period, though. Gave up three goals on nine shots. Um, but you know what? Can't really fault him for either. I didn't like the Onsen goal. I think that one he should have had, but I don't think the other ones were his fault. I think it was more of a team spark kind of thing. So, but yeah, it worked. Agreed. Yeah. Do you guys remember 
the last time before these two games, the last time the Leafs played the New Jersey Devils, we beat them in overtime, and it was an own goal scored by none other than Damon Severson. I remember that. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. I think did Willie he... got credited yeah, for the goal. He did. Yes. He landed on credit. Severson backhanded it into his own net. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Safe for the to boys. say, he sucks against the Leafs. Yeah. Doesn't he now? Best part of it, I had him in fantasy for the last couple of days. Oh, that must have been That's a nice minus. Sad. We don't play plus minus. I don't care. He had a few <laughs> peripherals. That's true. Hey, Dougie Hamilton's out, okay? Fair mm. enough. Uh, we move on to last night's game. Finally out of the month of January, uh, which we'll, we'll kind of talk about in a little bit. But things look like they are on the up and up, sort of speak. A, a Just a massive 7-1 victory. You, you look at the second night of a back-to-back against the same two teams with travel. You expect it to be a wide-open game, you know, sloppy skating, not great defense. You, you kind of expect that both ways. But it was just one way. I mean, the Leafs were were all over the Devils. I mean, this was a wash from the start. A four-goal first period. Spezza getting it started. Uh, Camp scores for his first in a while. Matthews continues on his streak. Marner continues his streak. Another goal for Bunting. Um, a two-goal performance for Marner, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, most impressive here, They, for the most part, they played a full 60. Right. For the most Finally. part, which is which is a nice occurrence. Um, so hopefully February is a nice change of tide. Uh, but I mean, there's not not a lot of notes here. I think Campbell had a great back uh, bounce back game. The team played well. I mean, there's not much to say really. No. Agreed. Good dub. Good dub. Very solid. Good month uh, so, overall. Yeah, three three zero and zero in the uh, past week with the record now 29-10. And 361 points, good enough for third in Atlantic, still with a, a decent amount of games in hand on both teams that were trailing, both Florida teams, the Lightning and the Panthers. Uh, before we dive into our grades, mm-hmm. uh, I saw a very interesting tweet comment onto one of uh, Steve Dangle's threads that I thought was really cool that I just wanted to, to bring up and talk about. Um as one of the like questions for Steve Dangle's videos, someone replied to him saying the Leafs went eight, two, and one in the month of January, but had a bad month. I saw that. I was about to say that. Mm. Someone tweeted Leafs went eight, two, and one in January, but everyone says they had a bad month. It's ridiculous. I mean, without looking at the record, I, I would agree they had a bad month. They played terrible hockey. Compared to the December they had, like not even close. Mm-hmm. They they just didn't look like completely composed for sixty minutes. And like we were saying that even in December, we were saying like they had to play sixty minute hockey. They were playing like fifty minute hockey, and then they would have a lapse here and there. But then now it was like thirty minute hockey. It got worse. <laughs> yeah, it was. But the last Jersey game was sixty. It seemed like they either showed up for the first and second or the third. Those, those were the options. Yeah. Not all three. No, those God forbid we, we get what we want. Yeah. I think, hey. um, you know the song, uh, I think it's by the Stones, You Can't Always Get What You Want. Can't always get what you want. That should be the least new goal song. <laughs> oh, boy. It would be better than the one we have now. No, nah, I like hollow notes. 
I think it's good. I think we got to change it though. It's been a long time. I've seen some petitions online to change it. Actually, something a little more hype. Yeah, but the least the least are too corporate to go for like grunge rock as like a goal celebration. Like I saw someone getting a petition online to like get some Nickelback song as the goal celebration. Ew, no, no, don't do that. Ew. <laughs> Fun fact: I have been to a Nickelback concert. Have you really? Yeah, I used to like them in like middle school. I th- I think Nickelback is like it takes a lot of hate, but I don't think they're actually that bad. No, they're pretty bad. I think they're okay, but I mean, I didn't pay money to go to a concert though. So. Fair enough. I've, ma- I've made better financial decisions in my life. Yes. Uh, so I mean, half of the season, as we kind of move into some evaluations here for the MSLDs, I mean, we we can say what we want as Leaf fans about the way in which they've got wins but you can't argue they've been getting wins pretty effectively. I mean, 29, 10, and three, that's a point percentage of 0.726. That's better than Tampa, who is technically ahead of us in the standings and not far behind the Florida Panthers. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm in the mindset where, where Sheldon Keefe says process over results, but only to a certain extent because we still are 29, 10, and three. And if we keep up this point percentage pace, it'll be the best season in franchise history. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know where to like kind of sit on the line between how they get the wins versus just getting them. A, a dub's a dub. I mean, like you want to get it in the best possible way, like playing your hardest. But if you don't end up playing your best and still grind out a dub, I mean, it's two points at the end of the day. That's all you really need. Yeah, I think you can criticize the play all you want, but if they're winning, in at the end of the day, they're winning. I agree, I agree. All right, let's move on to some team evaluations. We'll start off with the overall team grade. Paul, I'll, I'll start with you. All right, I'm going to go with an A. And just because of the fact of what we were saying before, like 29, 10, and 3, uh, we've been playing fantastic. I know we've had less games than Tampa and Florida, but I feel like if we had the same amount of games, we'd be probably second or maybe even first, I, I hope. And just good all-around performances by everybody. Uh, you know, just the one thing that I would say was obviously the 60-minute play, and that's honestly the only thing, really. Zach? I went with the name Inus. I think they've been really good. And like I said, we can't complain because they're winning. But there have been lapses, times where they haven't been great. So for that, I would say it's an A minus, but I still keep it with an uh, the letter A in front, from what Paul All said. Right. I have a I have them with a B plus. I I almost just left this as a B, because to me this is a playoff team no matter what. Like we know they're making the playoffs. So the more important thing here is to play hockey that will be successful in the playoffs. And I don't think they've done that yet. That's a fair assessment though. Like that's, that's what I mean. I mean, obviously the, the evaluation is open to interpretation. Like if I was just grading, how have they played? I mean, man, they won 29 games in 61 in uh, 42 games. Like they're playing well, mm-hmm. but I, I just don't think the level of play we want to see come playoffs is there yet. Emphasis on the yet. Mm. Um, special teams grade. Spoiler alert. We all agree. A plus. Zach, oh, why? Uh, super easy to give an A plus here. The Leafs have, uh, let me throw some stats 
at you. Yes. I love stats. So in the, the entire National Hockey League so far this season, Toronto is first with a power play percentage of 30.51%, which is incredible. Amazing. Next is St. Louis at 28.46. So we've got a solid like 2% over the next team, which is phenomenal. And penalty kill, we're third in the NHL at 84.35%. So can't complain. They've been killing penalties, scoring shorthanded, and they've been just dominant on the power play. No complaints. Yeah, hard to argue that. Uh, Let's move over to the overall offense grade. Uh, Paul and Zach, you both uh, gave them an A. Paul, why why are they an A? I guess just because we know we can – we're such an offensive threat. We have so many players that can score, and we don't have many problems scoring, really. So I never worry about our offense. So an A is a solid evaluation, I'd say, for how well we've been doing offensively with like the amount of goals we've scored. Fair enough. I I had them in an A minus. I, I don't know to me that there's a huge difference between an A minus and an A. I mean, they're, they're scoring at will, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the only differentiator for me would just be like individual player consistency. Like, I don't think, I don't know. I don't think we have any player who has, I don't know. This may be controversial. I don't think we have any player who's been producing at their peak consistently. Like, obviously, the core four has a lot of points, but I think you could maybe, except for Marner, look at all of the other three and say they've been streaky. I, I feel like Matthews is kind of streaky with his goals, but he produces points. Yeah, that consistently. I agree with. That I agree with. I mean, he seems to go on like five game stretches where he doesn't score and then gets four goals in two games against the Devils. But those five stretches where he doesn't score, he'll get like three or four assists. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it's hard to argue. I mean, the differentiator without a rubric between an A minus and an A has got to be pretty small. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's go defensive grade. Uh, Again, you guys have the same grade. Mine is a little different. Uh, So, Zach, what do you have and why? Uh, B plus, um, because it's been good, but not great. Cause I've seen too many times where there's just one guy on the, from the other team alone in front of our net too many mm. times. And it makes me cry literally every time. So onions, yeah, yes. Onions. So <laughs> not, onions. A, not a fan of some of their defensive tactics, but I do think that they are playing well defensively, but I think it could be a lot better. Fair enough, Paul. Same uh, same kind of thought process. Yeah, same kind of thought process. I mean, the only th- I have a lot of I have like high expectations for the defense because I know we struggle with that. So I want to see them get better and better. And as Zach said, like some games, there's just too many defensive mistakes where it's just basic hockey knowledge, and you know you just want to see them improve. And and I guess recently with the amount of times that uh, teams have come back or teams have scored early. Um, you just want to see consistent defense. But it's still, it's, still, it's still been good this year, but it could be better. For sure. I actually have a bit higher. Uh, I have them at an, uh, an A-. minus. Just, I mean, they rank sixth in uh, goals against per game. 
So that's got to tell you something. Obviously, they have blips here and there, but I see a huge improvement from our defense from this season to last. Um, now let's move over to our last team evaluation, which is goaltending. Uh, just like special teams, different grade, but we all are in agreement. Zach, why do we all have an A? Uh, towards Jack Campbell. <laughs> He's Fair been enough. really good. Uh, other than uh, the last stretch of games where I don't think the team has been well defensively, so he's been letting in more goals, uh, he's been really good. And from someone that was in the, what was he, in the ECHL a few years ago to now being an all-star for Toronto Vesna going trophy. into the all-star week, Vesna Trophy nominee possibly, depending on how the rest of the season goes, mm -hmm. he's been really good. The only reason this is not an A-plus is because he's he, we've had uh, – it's not him. It's been the other people we've had in the net that have. Uh, Those other guys. Down. So, yeah. All right. Uh, for those of you listening, let us know uh, what you thought of our grades. Feel free to comment on one of our most recent Instagrams. Maybe we'll post a couple graphics uh, with some of our grades. See if our graphics guys have time, but I will throw it over to Zach. We're going to dive into some mm. player evaluation. Yep. So next up, uh, we're going to give a school grade on their play so far this season. So first we'll go through the forwards, then the defense, and then through the goaltenders. We're not going to do everyone that's literally played because we've had like Dahlstrom and random guys come up. We're going to kind of just keep it to the core members of the team that have played the most games. So I will probably start with you, Ryan, and going to Michael Bunting. All right. So I don't know. I mean, like I said, this, the grades were kind of open to interpretation. So I kind of base it not on like where does Bunting fall compared to NHLers, but the way I looked at it was what grade does he deserve based on his play and what I kind of expect from him. And it seems like we all kind of follow that pattern. Uh, so I gave him an A. Spoiler, I didn't give anyone an A+. plus. So this is my highest grade for a player evaluation. Good point production. He's cheap. And most importantly, he compliments Eminem, Matthews, and Marner. Mm -hmm. 100%. Paul? No other explanation, just what Ryan said. <laughs> What was the grade, buddy? <laughs> same one, A. Oh, same A. Okay. Oh, A. Oh, sure, A. Oh, A. Canadian, A. Mm -hmm. He's a good player, A. Yeah, good player, A. Uh, I had uh, Bunting at an A minus. I think I did uh, kind of the same th thought process, but I also like didn't want to be handing out A's to players who aren't playing first line minutes because I think there's more responsibility for some different players. So that kind of factored in for me a little bit. So our grades may be a little bit different, but I agree. A for Bunting. Well, and an A minus for me. <laughs> Moving on to Pierre Engvall. Paul, I'll start with you. I'm going to go with a C. Just like, he's been okay. Wow. I don't really, I don't really <laughs> see much. I don't, <laughs> really, wow. I don't really see much of Engvall, really. Really? Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I, I think you're going to be really surprised with what I gave him. If you gave him an A, I really want to know why. I, I, I have him, him. I have him as, as an A minus. I mean, okay. like, look, he's not a top six player, and we know that. So kind of like I said, like, based on where I, I thought his production would lie and my expectations for him, I think he's proved that he's an NH an everyday NHL, or at least in a bottom six spot. You know, he's looked good on the second power play, some penalty kill time. Um, he He's moved up and down the lineup a lot, and I, I think he's been good. I mean, I think he's improved a lot from last year, and I, I, I trust him when he's on the ice. Eh. Sometimes he does stupid things. That's why I got an A minus. 
like put uh, everybody offside because he likes to dangle at the blue line like an idiot. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I came in between you two. I gave him a B minus. Uh, I think he's been good. I think he definitely has improved over some of his play last last season. Uh, but for, and other times he just he's not a forgettable player. But like, if the Leafs were to add someone, like for me, Engvall is probably the first man I pull off the roster. Like he's the first. I agree with that. Scratch. Yeah, he's the yeah. most replaceable. Yes. <laughs> I think that's probably why his value came down a bit for me. Moving on to David Camp. Ryan. All right. So I've been a, a huge Camp supporter ever since we signed him. So I think this might be surprising. I have him as a B plus. If I was to grade his two-way defensive game, like that would be an A for sure. And I know the expectation was not offense, but I'd like to see more. That's that's my only criticism. I'd like to see more offense, defense, like no notes. Like he's been stellar. Yep. Penalty kill too. I mean, fantastic. Paul, what do you think? I gave him an A just because I Ryan's uh fact about his offense is 100 percent true. Like I expect more, but I, I didn't expect him to put up a lot of points. And I knew he was a good defensive player, but I never knew how good he was until he came to the Leafs and I see him play every game. And he just has been playing fantastic and he's been playing his role perfectly. And I, and I love David Camp. Like he's one of my favorite players. And he this he's um, the main reason why our penalty kill has been so effective Agreed. this season. So that's why I've given him an A because he's been doing the work and he's been doing his job really well. I gave him a B plus exactly for the reasons you guys mentioned. Defense is what I was expecting. Would like more offense, but not complaining. He's also logged uh, some pretty big minutes. I mean, for Mm -hmm. a quote unquote third liner, he he gets anywhere of like upwards of 18 minutes of ice time. Sometimes like last night, he played 18, 13 against the Devils. So big role. A lot of penalties sometimes. (laughs) It's facts though. Very true. And now moving on to his his buddy with the same letter starting his last name in Kasha. Uh, Paul, go for it. I gave him a B plus just because he's been doing well. And I like him on the Matthews line. Um, I just, I don't know. I guess I realize he is very injury prone and he's actually been very good this year with the amount of times he's been injured. Uh, so I think he plays his role well. He's very versatile in the lineup. He can play with Matthews. He can play with Camp. He can play really anywhere. Um, and I think he does his job well. Uh, good grinder. Uh, exactly what we got him for as a, like a second-line player. Uh, so, yeah, that's why I gave him a B-plus, just because same reasons as Camp, but Camp surprised me a little more. Hmm. Okay. Ryan? Yeah, I had a B-plus also. I mean, good role player, I think. For me, standard is kind of B, so he's been above what I expected of him. Um, good peripherals, you know, like to me, his biggest asset has been the intangibles that he provides, you know, the grind him out, hard skating, that kind of stuff that we probably either didn't expect to get out of him or just didn't know his game had. Hmm. Yeah, uh, mostly the same reasoning for me. I like going last. This is easy. Uh, yeah, Kasha, I actually gave a B because uh, I think he's been good. I haven't seen him do anything memorable recently like he did uh, a few months ago 
Like I found he was providing a lot of offense when the big guys were kind of stuck a little bit. So I think he's a good player and has been a, a plus for being healthy, but I would give him a B. Solid. All right. Next, Alex Kerfoot, the almost Seattle Kraken member. <laughs> what do you think, Ryan? Give him an A minus, keeping in mind that the highest grade I'll give anyone is an A. I mean, career season so far, 42 games played, 31 points. Like for a third half, third line, half, second line player, he's been good. He moves up and down the lineup, penalty kill, second power play. I mean, he's been good. There's, there's not much I can say, and it's sad that he will not be on this team next year. Mm. Was there a prediction or just a regular prediction? Just facts. F-A-X facts. <laughs> yeah, Paul, I could see you <laughs> being sad about Kerfoot. I'm really happy he didn't go to Seattle because he's been playing fantastic this year, and I gave him the same grade as Ryan for the exact same reasons. Mm-hmm. We're so yeah. in sync, babe. I know, right? Yeah. Guys, save it for after the podcast. Cool. Okay. <laughs> after hours potty. Oh, after gosh. hours potty. Jeez. How about uh, you, Zach? What do you think? Thanks, Paul. Thanks for asking. No uh, problem, I gave man. I gave Kerfoot a B plus. So kind of essentially the same thing as you guys were saying. I think Kerfoot's been really good this year, um, and he's been very versatile. He can we can kind of move him where we need him to be. He's not like a of a replaceable player like Engvall is in terms of like moving around, but he's like a, Hey, injury, Kerfoot, Kerfoot. Let's put Kerfoot there. Like he's been good. So can't say a whole lot negatively anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on to the first big boy in Mitch Marner, Ryan. Oh, he went to me first again. What a surprise. Yeah. I'm trying to keep you on your toes. On my toes. You've kept me. Uh, how could you not give him an A? I mean, you could argue A+. I'm just not giving anyone an A+. Um, you know you know what you're going to expect with Marner, and he's delivered? Plus, the, the guy has 14 goals in 33 games played. Like, for Marner, that's good. Mm-hmm. For so long, we've been calling for him to shoot more. Seven games, he has a goal in a row, consecutive games. Uh, I mean, the assist numbers aren't as high as, not that I'd say you'd want them to be, but just as they usually are, but He's playing well. He's scoring well. I mean, what? I, I don't know what more you can ask of him. I actually uh, gave him a B plus. Just, just exact like fantastic. He's been playing, but I feel like the at the beginning of the season he wasn't playing at his best, and then after he came back from COVID protocol or sorry that injury, uh, he's been playing much much better. So that's why I didn't give him an A because I don't think he started off that well. But if but. Right now, he's been playing like an A, but overall, I'll give him a B plus. Do you think Muzzin knocked some sense into him? <laughs> I think so. I'm so proud. <laughs> I think Muzzin did knock some sense into him. I loved the guys. puck more and just gave him a conky. <laughs> I feel like uh, Andrew Garfield. Why? I love you guys. Oh, ah. yeah. I love you guys. Yeah. What did you have, Zach? Uh, I had an A as well. Uh, I would give him... An A-plus on handling pressure, though. I think Mitch Marner mm-hmm. took a lot of slack after the playoffs last year. Like, a lot of the responsibility fell to him. Uh, whether that's deserved or not, we could probably talk about forever. But I think coming back and playing and now being on fire, like, A-plus for handling pressure and 
and playing that way. Uh, I've always been a Mitch Marner fan. I love him. I think he just does some stuff that's like ridiculous. Like, I don't know if you remember that goal against Vegas where he just like undressed Robin Leonard. Yeah. I'm like, oh mm-hmm. my goodness. Can you imagine if you did this and scored more often? <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> I think he heard you. I, I hope so. I think Marner did hear the haters after he came back. Yeah, that definitely had to be a factor. So, uh, yeah, I give him, I, I would give him an A plus for that, but I think overall I would give him an A. He got COVID and now he's sick. <laughs> oh my. In a good way. Uh, okay. <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. Oh, goodness. Uh, okay. Moving on to the next big boy. The biggest boy. Poppy himself, Austin Matthews. Paul, I know you love Austin The Matthews. most beautiful boy. <laughs> so I'm going to ask why you gave Matthews an A+. Because I know it's an A+. <laughs> because it's Austin Matthews. He gets an A+, regardless. It's Austin Matthews. He does everything right. And I don't care what anyone says. A+, for Austin. Beautiful, beautiful man. That's okay, Ryan, Ryan, you should give him an A+. Plus. You're getting kicked off this chat. Nah, he gets an A for me. Oh, my God. I'd say kind of like kind of like we spoke about before, even when he's not scoring, he's still producing, which is great. I mean, the same way, you know, for years we wanted Martyr to produce more goals. We kind of wanted Matthews. I mean, as much as the goals are great to pass more, assist more, he's proven, at least not even just this season, that he can do that. But, but to me, there is still a sense of inconsistency in his game. Very subtle. I mean, I love the guy. He's my favorite player. Sin. But, but he's great. Like, you could, you could argue he's the second best player in the NHL. You could make that argument. Um, I will make that argument. There's, there's just a, a tad inconsistency to his game where – even if sometimes he's getting assists, it's not like he, you don't look at it and say he, he, he earned that assist, right? Sure. Some of them are secondary, but there's still like, to me, in terms of like the way he controls a game and impacts a game, not quite on the same level as like some of the other guys you might say are the second best player in the league, but I mean, fantastic hands down, in my opinion, the best goal scorer in the NHL. So. Way to end it off on a good note. I'm I'm with Paul on this one. I'm an A plus. Yeah, you I better think, be. I think he's just been dominant and scoring. Now he's doing assists. What he's gonna play goal next? Like what the heck? But yeah, like uh, Tyler Bertuzzi. Like Tyler Bertuzzi, but then they got scored on anyway. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. A plus. Not a whole lot more I can say. Uh, a plus plus for the stash. <laughs> oh yes, exactly. Okay, moving on to what could arguably be said as one of the biggest surprises mm-hmm. of the year. Ilya Mikheyev. Uh, Ilya Mikheyev, period, by the way. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ryan, what do you think on uh, Ilya Mikheyev? I think this might be a little controversial. I have him as a, at a B. Hmm. I mean, he's well, been good. He had a great start. I know he hasn't played a crazy amount of games. Like I'm just looking at it now. He's only played in 13 games, but 10 points in 13 games, like that's fantastic for him. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who a year ago wanted to be traded, um, mm-hmm. stepped up. But to me, that's, this is where I expect him to be. So mm-hmm. that's, that's why I have the B. And I just think the sample size is a little too small for anything higher. Yeah, I, I gave him a B plus just because 13 games played uh, hasn't been enough to see what it, 
what he would continue to do. But in the 13 games he has played, I mean, seven goals, three assists. And last year, I think McKayev had seven goals in 56 games. So he made a nice Jeez. comeback this year. And that's why I gave him a B plus. Yeah, I have him a little bit higher. I have him at an A minus. Uh, only because to me, it like a year ago, McKayev was a very expendable and tradable part of this team. Uh, like kind of the first man off, like I would have had Engvall on the team more than I would have had Mikheyev. Uh So it's been a really good surprise coming back. Uh, he's been good shorthanded and I think he's generating chances and actually like following through on his chances and scoring. Like we could talk about how many times we talked about him having breakaways <laughs> shorthanded oh, yeah. oh, last my. season. Incredible. Like it was at least like no cap, at least 12 or 13 times. He had a breakaway shorthanded and did not score. Yeah, like that's an incredible amount of not scoring. So <laughs> I'm proud. I am proud of Ilya Mikheyev for scoring. I, yes. I can say that. The soup is on for Mikheyev. The soup is on and it's hot. Oh, it's spicy. Okay. Moving on to Wee Willie Nylander. Paul, what do you think about Willie? I gave Willie an A just because of like, the criticism this man takes is insane, especially when he, he held off on his contract. Everyone started to hate Willie, and they were saying how his contract would be terrible, but the man proves everybody wrong. He has 40 points in 42 games, and I think he's just been fantastic this year all around. I know he's um, kind of been a little slumping the last uh, week, but overall, I think Willie has been fantastic. Yeah, agreed. Ryan? I, I have him at a B plus. The the point production to me, fantastic. I mean, you can't can't really argue that. To me, it's the inconsistency. He's been great at times, pointless in his last three games, only has like in his last 15 games, three, four goals. It's it's just not where it should be. And I know I I, I this point will probably come up when we talk about Tavares too, but they mentioned it on the broadcast last night in the last 20 Leafs goals, Nylander and Tavares have not gotten a point. Actually, I didn't even hear that. Yeah. Some, I, something like that. I'll, I'll check it as we look, but something like that. So, so to me, B plus he's been good. I mean, very good. Just a little inconsistent. Hmm. In okay. the last 20 goals. Are you sure? It was something that like would that. Be- or it was like um, the last eight and a half periods or something. It was something. Yeah, because I know I know Tavar, Tavares scored well, Nylander, in the first game against Nylander, Detroit. Nylander did not score against Detroit. No points no. against yeah. Detroit or New Jersey. And he had two against Anaheim. So you got, Paul, you give yours and I'll uh, look up Johnny. Yeah, they had, um, so combined, the Leafs had 20 goals in their last three games. Yeah. So it would mean like from the game before Detroit, which was yeah. Anaheim, right? So Tavares had two points against Detroit but nothing against yeah. New Jersey, which is like mm-hmm. 15 goals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, uh, I went pretty high on this one. I gave Nylander an A. I think he's played fantastic. He's made that contract look like a blessing. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's been Agreed. consistent recently, but if you ignore the recent inconsistencies and look at, like, like, if you chunk it up, he has been good. So I feel like if he can come back to where he was playing, he can finish off the season and then you could look back and say, yeah, he had a dip, but it wasn't like an on and off completely kind of season. That's what I'm totally. hoping for. 
So I think he's an underrated part of the team. I think he should have been their last man in vote for the All-Star game over Tavares. I agree with that. 100%. Yeah. He Agreed. Was, he was good. To so, the max. Yeah. But, so I gave him an A, but I think all of our, all of our grades are very valid. Moving on to my favorite player on this team, oh. Nick Ritchie. F. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan F. Gives him an F. It's so easy. To F's F. in the chat. Paul gives him an F. I give F. him a D. I didn't give anybody an F. He, he is the lowest. I he's win. not even playing. If that's not an F, I don't know what is. The guy's making two and a half million to sit on the bench. Sit in he the was p- our predicted oh. first line with Matthews, and we were like, oh, yeah, he's just got so many goals with Austin Mitch. Can't even do that. Can't even score on Sorry. Do nothing. It's an F. Trash F. It, it's just Garbo an F. pizza. Bad. I wrote I wrote notes for every player as like my reasoning for the grade for him is just an F. There's no notes. There's <laughs> there's no explanation needed for how crap Nick Richie's played this year. Yeah, it's uh no. If they they I were like talking the about how he hasn't scored. Yeah, I didn't give anyone an F. Uh, I get I gave a few D's, but I didn't give anybody an F. It's tough to give the boys an F, but Nick Richie deserves it. <laughs> oh yeah, he does. <laughs> oh buddy, does he ever? Woo! Oh my goodness! All right, well, let's just move on from that then. That um, Wayne Simmons, Paul, B, because just Simmons does what he does. The fourth line player. I mean, he he gets in there, grinds, hits, gets the occasional point, does what he does. So like, a B is the average, I would say. So he's been good. Ryan. Yeah, not, not far off. I have a B minus. Similar reasons. I mean, he's doing what he can in his limited ice time. I would just like to see him make more of an impact, whether that's on the, the point sheet or you know, those intangibles, but he's been he's been where he should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back. Uh I have him a bit lower. Uh, I have him at a C. I think mainly because my expectations for him this season were more were higher than they were last year. Not because he's not scoring. But because of uh, was one of you said impact, I can't remember who. Yeah, you know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But impact is probably the biggest thing I expect out of Wayne Timmons. I expect him to go out there and hurt people. Go <laughs> hurt somebody, like not like injury, but like no, you go injure make someone them. Why well, we Be never a bulldozer? We on the original six podcast do not condone injuries of any kind or hurting people. But in the context Lies. of hockey, yes, because. Like I want, I wanted him to be that kind of player that goes out and makes the other team think twice about driving the slot or like Lou crashing Cheech. the net. Lucic, Ryan Reeves, yeah. even Tom Wilson. These guys make you think twice when they're on the ice, and I think that's something Simmons can be really good at. And I think mm-hmm. if it's that, like my expectation was for him to do that. I think if the Leafs are losing in a big game, like you put Simmons up against their first line and make the other team's first line think about it. Yeah. So. That was why I have him a little bit lower. Maybe he can do something different in the more meaningful games later on in the season. That's mm-hmm. what I'm, I'm I think what actually just surprised me right now when I looked at it. So last season, 38 games played, he had nine points. So he's played 41 already this season, and he already has 13. So his point mm-hmm. production is actually up from last season. But I feel like the three of us are kind of saying like his his intangible impact is not where it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. I love Wayne Simmons, though. I think he's great. The Wayner. Yeah. Wayne Drain. Jinx. You owe me chocolate bar. Anyway. Damn it. Moving chocolate on bar. to the ageless wonder in Jason Spezza. Ryan. I gave him a B. Kind of playing where he should be. I don't think 
comparing him to what he did last season is realistic because that, I mean, it was great, but it was very likely an anomaly. Uh, so similar to Simmons, you know, he's doing his job, limited time, a little quiet sometimes, not, not as much of like a role player or point producer as I would like him to be, but where he should be anyway. Yeah, same reason for me, B. Ryan said mostly everything. That happens a lot. <laughs> Set him up for that one. Uh, I gave him a B minus. Um, yeah, you know what? Ryan's kind of said everything I've been I've been thinking of. Uh, one thing I really like about Spets's game is his faceoffs. I think that he's yeah. we've been be- an insane faceoff team. We have been. I don't have the stats on hand, insane. but I know that we've been good, which is fantastic because that's another like defensive part of the game that I think we needed to get and offensive. At. They have a team face-off win percentage of 55.9 first in the league. Well, wow. There we go. Can't complain. No, sir. Cannot complain. All right. The final forward of this group. Uh, John Tavares. Paul? Captain Johnny. I'm giving a, a B plus because, I mean, look, the guy has, if I'm not mistaken, he has same as Willie, 40 points in 42 games. It's just sometimes it doesn't seem like Taver- T- Tavares. Tavares is like there. Sometimes he's invisible. So the inconsistency of his game really shows. But when he's playing, he's playing. And you can't complain about 40 points in 42 games. I just want to see him more involved and, and what he did the first year, I guess. He set a very high expectation the first year he was here. So that's why I gave him a B plus and not like an A. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Same same reasonings, A minus. I guess why a little bit higher, just intangibles like we talk about with him so often. Face offs, you know, just just making smart decisions all the time. Yeah. Uh I give him a B plus. Um I think he's been good. Yeah, he hasn't been maybe as offensively impactful as I would have liked. Uh, but one thing I would want to see more of from him is Tavares used to be like a beast on the boards. Like he would just like dummy everybody. And I haven't really seen that a whole lot. That kind of like drive to have, like really want the puck, like to like take it off of people and like turnover stuff like that. I haven't seen a whole lot of that compared to where he was. So I think that's probably why I don't have him in the A range, but I do think like people talking about Tavares trailed off is wrong. I think he's good. Yeah. I think, you know, this might be, you know, conversation for another time, but that could be attributed to him getting older and not getting worse, but just changing the way he plays because he's getting older. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Agreed. Uh, I'm going to throw a surprise one at you guys. <gasps> I don't know this one's coming. Say it ain't uh, so. I, I want a grade on Tavares' leadership as the captain. That's interesting because I've been hearing so many different like analysts saying how Matthews has been such a yeah. – leadership role in the dressing room and he's been stepping up and and stuff like that so i don't know i i get i guess John, johnny's still a good captain I, I mean i'll stick with an a for him but yeah if anything i feel like matthews will be the captain soon well they're not taking it away from johnny i'd give it to matthews you'd give a lot to matthews yes <laughs> i'd give my entire life for austin matthews yeah i guess yeah. i guess i would go away as well i mean his his shtick has always been lead by example, good work work ethic. You know, like from what, from a fan's perspective, he does everything right. Even when he's not producing, he's still trying. 
So I guess, you know, in terms of what I can grade his leadership on, it's an A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, give you, him a, I give him a C for captain. But actually, an <laughs> it's actually. Oh, an my God. You scared me. <laughs> Funny no, guy. It, it's an A. I like that. I, I'm giving him a eyes C. Just, <laughs> my eyes literally popped out of, its, out of their circuits. I was like, does that mean Matthews, Marner, and Riley all should get A's? Ooh. Spoiler alert. That's what I gave them all. <laughs> yep. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. Uh. What else would I want to say? And uh. Yeah. For me, leadership is about uh a whole lot than being the best player on the team. I don't like. I don't like giving the captaincy to the best player. I think it goes to the like the leader. Unless your name is Connor McDavid. Well, then both those things are true. (laughs) Anyway. Uh. Yes. That is it for the forward group. Uh. We are running a little short on time. I think. Eh, It could be a long one. Who cares? Could be long. All right, bet. So we don't have to. We run up. the show. We do. So uh, we're gonna start with the defense. I'm gonna change it up though. I'm gonna go first for these ones. Ooh. Let's go. So starting from TJ Brody, uh, I gave him an A. I think he's been great. Uh, defensive pillar, foundation, whatever you want to call it. Mount Rushmore. Very Mount Rushmore. <laughs> reliable. That's what I like from from TJ Brody. Ryan, do you agree with me? I agree with the reasonings. I gave him an A minus just because I think last year in the playoffs, we got a taste of his offensive abilities and haven't seen it in the regular season. So I, I think that's something he can work into his game. I know he doesn't have to, but I mean, A minus is still pretty good. So I agree with Zach. I gave him an A and I agree with your reasoning too, Ryan, about the offense, but I don't think he really needs to produce in the regular season, if he has Morgan Riley getting like 40 points. Fair uh, enough. What is this man now? 38. Yeah. This guy has 38 points in 41 games. So I think TJ Brody is okay with the, the balance of him playing with Riley being the more defensive defenseman. Uh, and when, when he wants to step up offensively, he will. So I gave him an A just because of how good he's been this season. Yeah. Third highest plus minus on the team. Yeah. Behind Riley and Kerfoot. Oh, Interesting. Yeah, love Brody. I, I like TJ. Love Brody. the man. Yeah, could you imagine if he shaved his beard, though? I feel like nah. he'd be a different player. It's like he would talk more. Shaving his beard. <laughs> That's why he doesn't talk that much, just because his beard's in his way. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> he lets the game shine. Uh, uh, Travis Dermott. You oh. first, bud. No, oh, me first. It is me first. Oh, yeah, uh, bud. I, I already forgot. Uh, I gave Dermott a B-. minus. Uh, I actually, I like Travis Derwin's play. I do think he is like, like an angle, like a, a replaceable piece of the lineup. Uh, but I like his play. I don't like see Travis Derwin do things and go, oh, Dermot, uh, as much as maybe <laughs> oh, Justin, other... <laughs> as much as other players Spoilers. on this team. So no yeah, Derwin's a, a B minus for me. I think Paul, same thing. Yeah. Nah, same here. I mean, he is replaceable, but he has been doing some good work there. Um, I gave him a B, uh, just cause he's been doing his role and I think he's, uh, improved a little bit too from last year. And, uh, with Muzzin out of the lineup, I think all the, the defensemen have really stepped up. So maybe like one, but we'll talk about that after. Um, Fnuff so yeah. has been terrible. B Fnuff. Oh, terrible. Awful. Horrible. I know. I don't even see him out there. I know. It's like he's in Robida Island or something. Retirement Island. Uh, I had him at a B minus, Dermot, not Fnuff. Kind of like you said, Zach, he he just, 
Dermot just hasn't wowed me, but mm-hmm. he also hasn't disappointed me. So I'm fine with that. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, moving on. Justin Hall. A plus. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm going to allow that because I know it's a lie. So <laughs> uh yeah, I gave Justin Hall a D. Uh I have not liked his game this season at all. Uh every time he touches the puck, I get scared. Um oh, and, and sometimes he doesn't even have the puck and I'm scared. So yeah. Sometimes he's not on the ice and I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, he's on the bench. That's scary enough. You just remember that he's gonna have to take a shift and then you're yeah, yeah, literally. Great defensive shift. Now comes Justin Hollis, so or we're screwed. Yeah, Ryan, what do you think? I think you guys are probably more harsh on him than I am. I have him at a C. I mean, a huge digression from last season. That's not a question. Yeah. But, I mean, you look at this guy. He's probably a bottom parent guy playing top four minutes. Playing against good players. He's taking a step back. I don't think he's D level. But... I mean, obviously has not been where I would like to see him. I'm going to agree with Zach again. I crap my pants every time he's on the ice. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he definitely hasn't wowed me, but he definitely has disappointed me. He's getting a D. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. I think that, yeah. Um, all right, moving on. Timothy Lilligrid, I have him at a B because I think he's been good. He's been standard. He's been good. He's made mistakes, but it's also his first like actual tenure with the team. Mm-hmm. Scored his first NHL goal. Um, yeah, he's been he's been he's been good. Can't can't complain too much. Uh, I don't know who I went to first time. So Paul. Yeah, same reasoning. I mean, uh, since Muzzin's been out. Lilligren came in and he's actually been uh, kind of impressive for his first like full season. So I gave him a B plus. Um, I, I would like to see more from him, um, but I think he has done well for the role he was put in. Hmm. Agreed. Brian. Uh, I have him at a B minus. Like I don't want to say it's a C plus, but first year. So you got to cut up some slack. Hasn't wowed me. He's been pretty average. Just, his defensive play in our own zone is, I think, what's holding him back. For sure. I have Which, I mean, is a big part of his game, so. As a defenseman, but his yes. defense is really big. <laughs> yes, huge, <laughs> massive. You don't say. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm just hoping it's like it's a first season kind of start for him. And then. Yeah, it, it's, the it's only up from here. Yeah, hope, hopefully. Oh, you only hope. <laughs> Unless your name is Justin Hall. <laughs> or Martin Marinson. Oh no, we can't say that name in 2022. That's uh, that ain't it, Chief. He's disappeared <laughs> into thin air. Uh, good thing. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Jake Muzzin. Uh, I have him at a C. I don't know if that's a little bit high, depending on what you guys have him at. Uh, just been like, it makes me sad. Because Jake Muzzin, like the last couple seasons, have been has been like a force to be reckoned with on that second pairing. Like, I thought we had like three top D, and then now it's more like we have two top D, and then Muzzin's kind of under there, and then you have the rest of them. So for me, it was like, it was it is I'm disappointed. I think in the regression of his game, he has been injured recently, so I don't know what his play would be like now. 
maybe it'll be like with the Marner, he'll come back and he'll be his old self again. I would love that. So yeah, C for cautiously disappointed. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. Did you also see yourself giving him a C? No, I did not. I gave him a B minus. Similar reasons. Um, he hasn't been bad. He just hasn't been at the level we've we've come to expect from him. Slow down a bit, not as physical. I think that's the biggest part missing from his game is the physicality. Yeah, I, I gave him a C as well, just because like mm-hmm. from last year to this year, it's been sad. I mean, it, it's been worse for sure. Um, I, it just looks like he's been playing injured, honestly, like before he even got before this. And I don't know. I just want to see more from us and the more of like the physical side of him and him being just an absolute truck uh, from what we saw last year. So, I mean, a C is what I give him for now. Hopefully it improves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely like his physical play to come back. That was one of my favorite parts. Mm-hmm. All right. Morgan Riley, I gave him an A because he's been amazing. Man's a stop. I'm a big Morgan Riley fan. I think he's a great he's a great defenseman. I think he's be good. Yeah. I think the pairing of him and Brody is perfect. We were looking for a D partner for Riley for so long. Brody was the perfect fit. So now Riley is like, he may not be scoring all the time, but he's doing little offensive things that are like, like even the, the jump up he had against New Jersey where Matthews got his second goal uh, yeah. in the, in the home game. Yeah. It was Riley was like right along with the forwards. And I think like having Brody behind him stabilizes it. So he can do rushes. He can make plays like that. So I give Riley an A. What, what do you think, Paul? Yeah, I give him an A too. And uh, I think him having Brody alongside him gives him more confidence in his offensive game. It gives him more confidence to step up with the forwards, as we said, because we know that TJ Brody will have his back. And yeah, he's been the perfect, just been amazing this year, Riley, and uh, especially offensively. And I think his D- defense has gotten a lot better since he's for the, since like the last couple of years. I know he's been so offensively producing that his defense hasn't been that well, but. He's been very good all around this year, and, and I hope he continues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have him at uh, an A as well. I mean, point production, he's having like just below a point a game. Mm-hmm. A lot of 14s in his stats. Plus 14, 14 pims, 14 power play points. I don't know what more you can ask of him, but from what I hear from you guys, you're just throwing shade at CC and Hainsey, so. Ugh. Yeah. Well, yeah, poor guy to play with those goofs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he ain't playing with Hall. I, I liked Ron Hainsey as a person. I don't yeah, know just, if I liked his as he a just person. farted dust while he played hockey. Yeah, as, <laughs> as a player on the team, my goodness, he was horrible to watch. That guy was like playing first line minutes as a seventh man. Yeah. And as a 70-year-old. <laughs> hey, he's a Stanley Cup champion, so put some respect. Mm, so is Luke Shen. Good. What's the point? He scored the other night. I know he did. Oh, gosh. I didn't know that. Two-time Stanley Cup champion, Luke Shen. Stop that. Okay. Are we, are we Luke's troops or what? Oh no, we're my. Loop's troops. Joffrey Lupul. Okay, last defenseman, Zach. Let's get it. All right, last defenseman is Rasmus Sandin. I give him an A based on my expectation really? for him this year. I've loved his game. I think he's brought physica- more physicality than Muzzin has. He's been good. And, like, I'm sure he's made smaller. mistakes, but it's also, like, it's his first, like, full season. I've just really liked his play. I think he's been great. 
Um, and it makes me excited for the future to come. Like I know Ryan in a past episode, you were saying how you think like before Riley signed his extension, that Rasmus Sandin was going to be the number one defenseman on this team. And I still think that not anymore. No, at least not in the next few years. Yeah. I don't think it'll take him a while, but like while Riley is still here, I think, I think he'll eventually take Muzzin's spot. Agreed. For sure. Uh, so yeah, I gave him an A, uh, Ryan, what about you? Yeah. B plus. I mean, what you said, I think he took a good step forward this year, similar to Lilligren. The, the defensive play in the, in our own zone hasn't been there. I mean, we know what he's capable of offensively. I think his breakouts are good. Neutral zone play is solid. Just has some trouble hemmed in his own zone. Yeah. I gave him a B plus as well for the exact same reasons as Ryan. So I'll keep it short. Okay. One last, uh, oh no, you know what? I'll save it to the end. I have another surprise grade, but you guys will find out about it later. Moving on to the goaltenders. I'm going to start with Mrazek. Good choice. I give him a B minus. Mrazek a B minus? Mrazek? I'll I'll cut him some slack. I'll give him a B minus. I know he had a horrible start, but the last couple of games he's played, he's actually done pretty well. So if he can continue playing that way, That'd be nice. So I'll, I'll give him a B minus. Okay. Ryan? I have him at a C plus, probably closer to a C than a B minus. Outside of his play, for someone making three and a half million a year with a no movement clause, his play is not where it should be. Yeah. Uh, I was not generous with this one. I gave him a D. I've not <laughs> liked his play even before he got injured after he got injured when he's come back i i he's just hasn't been reliable for a pairing that was supposed to be like a 1a 1b or like even a tandem type thing this yeah. has been a starter versus backup and we're paying him too much to be a backup so i agree i just i i have no faith in him it could change he played well against new jersey i'll give i him think that. he's getting traded with his sure. no movement clause i think i think he waves his no move clause just for the prospect of getting to play more on a different team that's yeah. true yeah i could yeah. seem to go in like to arizona and like fedge malka can be like a yeah understudy to him maybe like a team like minnesota edmonton yeah edmonton they need goaltending edmonton needs goal conversation for another time yes uh okay last goaltender uh the man himself jack campbell Easy. ryan He's a step off of the best grade for me of an A. So I have him as an A minus. I mean, his record is good. But if you look at the month of January, his numbers are not great. And the month of January is like a quarter of the season so far. Like somewhere between a quarter and a third. So just just on like the the numbers in that sample size. I mean, obviously, we know what he, he did in September, October, November, December. But bad January, it's, it's only midseason. So hopefully that gets back up to an A by the end but right now it's an a minus just for recent play bringing it down a plus for me just because like you can't really complain about this man's play i know he has been bad uh, uh, not bad i know he has struggled the last few games but he has saved our butts so many times in in games and yeah and you can't you can't complain about jack campbell he's just watch me fantastic ever since he's got here so i'll give him an a plus with Paul, A plus. I am very biased on this one. I think like, you love Jack Campbell. Like I love Matthews. Act. 
yeah, he's probably actually an A, but I give him an A plus because he's exactly. the greatest. So the love gets an extra yeah. extra point. <laughs> okay, surprise grade, Sheldon Keith. I like it. That's a good one. I like it. You go first, then. I go first. Uh, I give yeah, you're on Keefe, your toes. I give Keith a B plus. I think he's been good. Um, I did have a lot of well-known criticism for him after the playoffs in terms of line changes and not mm-hmm. doing them. Uh, but I think he has been mis- mixing and matching. He's learned. I think he's learning as a coach, like from past mistakes, which is good. Uh, but I like too many times I've seen like plays and stuff where I just haven't agreed or, or stuff. I don't know. Maybe, you know what? I'll use what Ryan's terminology is. He hasn't wowed me. Like he hasn't done like, oh, Keith, but he hasn't disappointed did you. this, but he hasn't disappointed me. Yeah, I think that's so I give sure. Keith, Keith that. Yeah, uh, I basically have the same reasoning, to be fair. So B plus, I would have said anyways. B plus, Ryan. Yeah, somewhere like B plus, A minus. It's kind of a cop out, but I'll, I'll say B plus. I mean, I think you also have to keep in mind this is his first full season with the team and he's still dealing with COVID. So he hasn't really had like a normal season as a head coach. I don't know how much that affects that aspect of it but room to grow obviously but i mean the team is doing well under him and they seem to like him so cool all right that does it for player evaluations ryan i know your pain of talking so much like this is insane but <laughs> I, I very much appreciate what you do <laughs> so <laughs> i'm gonna hand it off to paul take it away yes please. so we're gonna do the player awards now and we're gonna start with the mvp and it's kind of unanimous we all have the same answer. Zach actually has two. We all have. You gotta Matthews. pick one. Yeah, I mean, like it's so obvious we all have Matthews, but uh, Zach, I want to hear your reasoning for the math for uh, your answer. For me, if I'm building a team, I build from the crease outwards, and so Jack Campbell's rock solid play, other than the month of January, is the reason that they were so successful. Why they were setting records, doing stuff like that, is because he was so good. Uh, I think this team could survive without Matthews. I don't know if this team could survive without Campbell. That would be my reasoning. But I think my other answer was Matthews because of just he's Austin Matthews. Damn. That that sums up my reasoning. Literally my reasoning. It's Austin Matthews. He's always going to be the MVP. if he 29 goals. 29 goals in 39 games. I mean, crazy. And just stop. And he does it all. Like, not just goals. He does it all. Yeah, same, same here. Same reasoning. Just Austin Matthews. You can't really complain about him and how he's always going to be the MVP if he continues playing like this. Anyways, moving on to the most improved. Uh, Zach and I have the same answer, but I want to go to Ryan first uh, to hear his answer. Yeah, so I threw up the most replaceable player in this roster, at least on the forward corps. It's uh, Engvall. I think, I mean, I like what... The answer you guys gave too, I think that was like probably the easy answer, not the easy, like the obvious answer because it's true. But to me, I think Engvall is the most improved because he's showing us a consistency and a side of his game that we didn't know or believe that he had. Whereas, spoiler alert, we knew Nylander had more. He just hadn't shown it yet. Exactly. Zach? Uh, yeah, I said I said Nylander. Um, I think just because people have been hating on this guy for his contract for the longest time. And then this is the season where everyone's saying, wow, he's actually really worth it. Because Second in team play. scoring. Second in team scoring. Can't complain other than some inconsistent play in the last 15 games. So 
that would be eh, not great, but you know what? I give him most improved. Yeah, I have Nylander as well, just because how much hate this guy takes and how he improves every year from the hate. And he's just fantastic. I mean, such a good player. And his 6.9 contract looks like a steal now, as Zach said. So uh, we're going to move on to the best newcomer. And uh, Zach, you can go first. Uh, I take Michael Bunting. I love Michael Bunting. This guy is a rookie. He's good. He can score. He plays well with Austin. Uh, and he pisses the other team off. And I love it because, like, he's like, he was our Hyman replacement. And he does a little less board work and a little more mouth work and, like, mouths Shit off to terrible. the guys. A lot more. Yeah. So and he pisses them off. My only drawback on Bunting is because of that, he takes a lot of penalties. So he creates and, a lot of penalties, though. That's yeah. Fair. It does kind of even out, I guess. It'd be interesting to but, see. Maybe in another episode, we should look at the Leafs players as penalties taken versus drawn differential. Mm. Like, I'm curious if he's drawn or taken more. I, that'd be tough. I don't know. That's I don't know tough. what my guess would be. But I'm gonna tough. guess taken. I but... feel like I feel like he's he creates more penalties. Yeah. But anyways, but... Zach picks the greasy rat. Makes yes, sense. Good answer. He has less penalty minutes than Simmons. So. Okay. Does he Simmons actually? Is, Simmons yeah. is expected. Simmons has 42. Penalty. Bunting has 28. And then the next highest is Brody and Spezza and Tavares with 16. <laughs> oh my gosh, Simmons! What are you? It's just for, it's got to be from fighting. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. There's no other reason. But yes, Ryan, who's your best newcomer? Yeah, to me, it's easy. For the same reason I chose Brody last year, it's camp this year. Because as good as Bunting has been, camp provides the team with something we didn't have last year, which is a true number Shutdown centerman, a true like number one third line center who can play on both sides of the puck and on the penalty kill. I like that number one third line center. Yes. I put camp as well for the same reason, just his effectiveness and, and, and doing his job perfectly and just playing like a stud. Now we're going to go to the most underrated and we all have different answers here. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Ryan first. Yeah. I'm sticking with camp. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's the most underrated is because his strengths lie off the score sheet. And that's not what people notice first. I think you're sooner to notice someone who scores goals or makes the flashy, even defensive plays where with camp it's, it's the intangibles and the defensive play. He kind of through his play commands the team to play as well. Fair enough. Now I'm going to go to Zach who literally just changed his answer. So let's see why (laughs) I kind of like it though. I like it. I honestly, but but to a non leaf fan, they would want to kill you. Yeah, oh, probably. probably. Probably an oh, Islanders fan, mostly. Definitely an Islanders fan. Oh, gosh, I hate Islanders fans. Anyway, um, most underrated for me is John Tavares. And I think... You have to say your old answer first. Okay, so I had Nylander there. And then as we've been talking about Nylander, I realized he's actually not as underrated as I was thinking he was. So... Uh, it's a fair point, though. I'm going to change it to Johnny T. I think Tavares does these little things like being a solid leader in the dressing room or... Um, standing up for his teammates or doing like like standing in front of the net or like even like smiling at people on the bench like this guy is a gem <laughs> so i, I think all these he smiles things, 
He smiles. He smiles. It's great. Couldn't smile in Long Island. Anyway, so I chose Tavares. I picked uh, I picked Kerfoot. That was my second uh, choice. Yeah, just because like he does things that you wouldn't expect Alexander Kerfoot to do, and I don't think many people even know who Alex Kerfoot is. And he's just been fantastic, and I think what he does is so underrated because he complements whatever line he's on, really. And he's been producing well this season, too, and, and I don't think Leaf fans know how valuable Alex Kerfoot can really be. So that's why I picked him. Now we're going to go to the fun one. We're going to go to underperformer of the season. And we all have different answers again. And all of them are completely true. So I'm going to go with Zach. Yeah, there was an obvious one here. I tried not to go with the obvious one. Uh, I see you went with the obvious one, Paul. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Yours was very um, obvious. I went with Justin Hall. I just not what I wanted out of the season for Hall. Um, I am going to say... He could turn it around. He could. For sure. for I think out of these three, he is the one most likely to turn it around. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So I have. I. I hope he can. Um, but so far, it, it, underperforming for me. Uh, Ryan. Yeah, I question? went with Peter Morazic. Um, I, I think it's it's an expectations thing, and the impact that I expected him to have on the team. And I, I think you could almost attest Campbell's month of struggling to the lack of trust that the team has in Morazic. Mm, I agree. Like, like I think Morazic's poor play doesn't just affect his play. So, so for me, I, I had the most expectations and the biggest impact out of these players for him. I had a Richie because I honestly thought he'd be a huge impact to this team. Uh, when we got him, we were saying that we could play him on the first line with Matthews and he could be one of those high mins, I guess, like battling in the corners, protecting Matthews, being aggressive. But he has done absolutely nothing. So that's why he gets underperformer of the season. And I th- and I don't think he's like performing at all. So <laughs> it's like non-performer of the season. <laughs> no performer, whatever you want to call it. And we're going to move on to the last one, which is biggest bargain. So I'm going to go with Ryan. What do you think? It's bunting. No question. I mean, dude's making close to league men two years. First line minutes. The guy's 29 points in 42 games. That's it. Yeah, I'll keep mine short. I have the same reason. Uh, same player. Zach, let's end it off with you. Wanted to be different. So I'm going to say Spezza. I think it is bunting, though. But Spezza took league minimum and says he will continue to take league minimum as long as he can play and he's a solid fourth line center that brings a lot to this team and he's willing to come cheap and which is Agreed. not said for a lot of players on this team. So, well, <laughs> fair, fair answer. And that's it for me for this segment. We're going to go to Ryan for segment six. All right. We'll keep this one a little short because we are into, like a commercial. We are into overtime, mm-hmm. uh, but this can be long and we run the show. So for anyone listening, we appreciate it. Come back on the show. Stay a while. Uh, needs improvement. Something we did not have in our MSLEs last year. Uh, but we, we were each tasked with identifying two areas, one internal, one external um, of the team that needs improvement. Internal, obviously, an area that you think needs the most improvement or that you would most like to see improvement in. Um, and external, obviously, the area on the team that you'd most like or think the Leafs most need to bring in to help the team. Uh, so internal, I'll throw it to Zach first. 
Uh, for me, it's defensive zone structure. Uh, and that can very be very specific. Changing. That's very close to what I had to. Yeah. Oh, woo. Go great minds think alike. Fools but, hardly differ. Oh, I don't like that one as much. <laughs> uh, yeah, defensive zone structure. Just too many times I've seen def- like both defensemen and a centerman below the goal line doing who knows what and guys alone in front. I think they just need to change the plan up for some of these things. Uh, back to the drawing board on a lot of defensive plans, what to do when the other team does this. Uh, just like back to basics kind of stuff. I think that would be the biggest internal thing for me I'd like to see changed. All right, Paul. Playing a full 60 minutes, I always say it, it pisses me off the most. Uh, it just bothers me how we can't just play a full 60 minutes. And, and once we can do that consistently, oh, we're going to be a problem. Let's go ahead look at it. I, I had defensive zone like Zach, but I kind of specified and said breakout slash turnovers. Just once we're ready to get out of the zone, I oh, think that's, that's where typical Leafs struggle. <sighs> uh, external. And we wanted to be specific here. So let's see how specific we can get. I'm going to go first because I have that power. Thanks for the, the reminders, Zach. Got that power. I said a defensive-minded defenseman. So like a solid defensive defenseman? Yeah. I think that's what we need most. I don't think our offense is an issue. You could almost put backup goalie in this spot and be pretty accurate, in my opinion. Um, I think that's what we lack the most. I think we have a lot of defensemen who who want to be an offensive defenseman but are forced to not be that based on their role and what we need them to play. So for this, you know, in terms of like realistic trade targets, I want to say Josh Manson from the Ducks, but I don't know how realistic it is for them to trade him based on how surprisingly well they're doing. My next kind of option there would be wrist alignment, but I don't know. I mean, big hitter, which would be good. You know, I, him and Muzzin might be like a, a pretty solid pair together, but I know for the longest time, the, the underlying numbers on Ristolainen's defensive play have not been generous. So mm-hmm. that's where I stand. I don't know. Like, I, sure, I'd love Klingberg. I don't know if he solves the problem. That's, that's what I'm thinking, Paul, what do you have? I was going to say backup goalie uh, just because of, what we've seen with Morazic in the last couple of years, we haven't been able to find that solid backup goalie that can help Campbell when he needs it and uh, give Campbell or cut him some slack with the amount of games played. So I'm going to say uh, backup goaltending. Zach? Uh, I went, I went the same as you, Ryan. I went with uh, my words were shut down defensemen. Yep. I need, I'm meaning like penalty killing last minute of the game. You're up by one kind of defenseman that's going to throw it all on the line for when you're in the playoffs. Someone to buckle down for the playoffs with. Uh, examples for this, Ristolainen was one name that did come to mind for me. Uh, one person I thought of that is less of a shutdown D, but like I would kind of want to see if they could make this work is uh, Jacob Chikrin. Uh, or is it Jakob Chikrin? I forget his first Jacob name. Chikrin. Jacob, yeah. Jacob Chikrin? Okay. I'm pretty sure he's Canadian, but He's Canadian, yeah. Is he actually? Yeah. Yeah. He played on the... Uh, junior Canadians in uh, really? AAA here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's spelled Jakob. That's why I like Jakob Borchak, but Like with a J? No, it's J-A-K-O-B, like uh... Jakob Borchak. <laughs> oh, <it>. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he would also be an interesting – he's less of a shutdown D, but 
yeah, like shut down Solid Hitler. Demon. Like someone Brody could take out with him because I feel like Riley gets used for too much sometimes. But this guy's used for everything. Yeah, like so, thirty plus was, minutes every game. Yeah, I think someone, something, someone that could give him a break. If Riley takes a penalty, no problem. We've got this person. So, yeah. Justin Hall. I love, I love Chikrin. <laughs> I would love to see them bring in Chikrin. My only issue is that he still has three years left on his deal after this year at four point six, which for him is very affordable. I just don't know how the Leafs afford that. There's also Ford. another problem, though. Arizona's asking price. Yeah, it's high. Oh, yeah. It's like an Eichel-like haul they want. But if if you could lock him in somehow affordably on this team. It's a good team. That mm, good D-man for sure. I, I would I would I would pay an Eichel level price to affordably get him. Again, conversation for another topic because we are way into overtime here. We're like approaching the hour and a half mark. For the MSLE, but it's worth it. Hitting the shootout. Oh, yeah. No, shootouts suck. We're in playoff overtime, buddy. Okay. We're in like third OT right now. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty much it for MSLEs. We can take a look at the week ahead. We have the All-Star Weekend coming up. The next Leaf game, Monday versus Carolina. Frederick Anderson's return to Toronto. We'll see how many fans are actually in attendance. Maybe he'll salute nobody. Solid 500. Like Zach Hyman. Uh, that would be good <laughs> for the Senators. Um, so quickly predictions, Paul, we had the record prediction, correct, but you beat me out with a goal prediction. So what do you got? One, oh, no, I just want to be Carolina just because Freddie's coming back. Fair enough. Zach. Yeah. One, oh, no, I'm the same as Paul because a, when you two agree, you get it right all the time. So I want to be a part of that. I hope I don't break it. <laughs> you broke it, buddy. but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So, yeah, I think 1-0-1-0, I actually do think they'll be Carolina. I think the New Jersey game was a turning point for them. So, um, I hope they can bring it because Carolina is a really good team. As I've said, they're the team to beat. So, Yeah. I have 0-0-1. That game will be almost a week off for both teams. I I don't think you can, like, solidly guess what's going to happen. But who knows? Uh, That is it for us. Thank you so much for all of you who – who stuck this one out. Hopefully you enjoyed. Uh, we like to ramble a bit, but hey, it's all all in good fun. And we have no time constriction. Screw the big networks. We do what we want here on Original Six. We'll see you next week. But before next week, we will see you on our episode uh, that we're recording tomorrow, coming out Friday, February 4th, FFF, but no Fs in this chat. Jesse Fuchs joins Original Six. Uh, Jesse Fuchs from Sportsnet. Make sure to check that one out. If you're listening to this episode past the fourth it's out now what are you doing go and listen to it don't be silly don't be justin hall be like he's not silly he's stupid (laughs) make sure to follow subscribe check us out on socials boys favorite three words go leaves go go leaves go it's a clean sweep go leaves go remember to take care of this big beautiful planet of ours and we'll see you next time on the original six podcast